Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, a podcast where a bunch of grown men and women get together and talk modern day, old school, future wrestling. We talk the highs, we talk the lows, we talk the middle, we talk everything. We get the down and dirty with WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact. We go all the way through. Sometimes we bring up some of the old stuff that I have no idea about. We say we book a territory, we do what we can. We roast people. We compliment people. So joining me today is the crew. You know, the three-man crew that we got here. You know, I'll say real quick, I'm just doing good. I'm glad we're keeping this pretty consistent. You know, my Celtics are on. I'll have them on in the background. Hopefully they win. But in typical Boston sports fashion, we'll probably choke as we always do. Uh, Joining me underneath, we got our boy Lou. Lou, how you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Lou from the BX Host of the Everything Podcast. You already know. Uh, Sorry to anyone I missed last week. Schedule didn't work out properly, but here we are today, uh, ready to talk some shit. That's Lou from the pool. Yeah, Lou from the pool pool today. Lou from the VX slash Davy, Florida. Yeah, during that nice nice Florida sun. And then we got Lou from from the FL don't really have the same like ring. No, I like the BX better. I like the BX better. And then our third man, you know, the third man part of the crew, we got our man Dan. How you doing? What's good, everybody? It's your boy, the mayor, that DJ named H5, your mom's favorite fat guy, all the way from deep as dark as Africa, a.k.a. the Nick on the stoop. <laughs> I didn't want to really, really say that one out loud. That was just for today. But yeah, man, we got, we got, a, we got a good one today. You know what I'm saying? Um, just to introduce something new, we're going to do, whether it's in the beginning of the show, middle of the show, but today was started off with this day in wrestling history. And today, being May 16th, the day that we recorded, in 1964, this is before we were all even produced as sperm. Vern Gagne became a seven-time AWA World Heavyweight Champion when he beat Mad Dog Vashon in Omaha, Nebraska. Now that one, Vern Gagne... If y'all know about Vern Gagne, y'all know he booked himself as champ. <laughs> 1984, <laughs> we lost Andy Kaufman at the age of 35. Now, if y'all are wrestling fans that y'all say you are, y'all should know about the history with him and Jerry the King Lawyer. Lawyer. Wow, I said lawyer. Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawyer, bro. You don't Jerry know. Jerry the King Lawler. The king of Memphis, man who's 73 years old today and still wrestling. And then other people, which we actually lost, I think, one last year. Uh, 1987, the Midnight Express won the vacated NWA U.S. States Tag Champions over Ronnie Garvin and Barry Windham. Barry Windham is a guy we're going to have to have a discussion about, y'all, one day. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 95, rest in peace. The Scott Hall, but Razor Ramon defeated Jacob Blue. I don't remember that guy in the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. ESP, ESPN, Jacob Blue, which we we will bring that up in the news. I'm thinking ESPN, but uh, yeah, we, we got a little piece to talk about with ESPN coming soon. But um, in 1999, I'm gonna skip 98, 99, Steve Austin retained his championship against The Undertaker and Triple H. And anything goes triple threat match in the UK, only exclusive 
WWF No Mercy pay-per-view that was held in Manchester, England. And then I'll fast forward it to one more year because I'm not going to read everything. But in 2010, Rob Van Dam retained the TNA World Heavyweight title against the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. And that was your brief recap on this day in wrestling history. Dope. But I love now, Rob Lou, Van Dam. Y'all, so do I. It was, man, yo, how did you react, Nixie? You might have been too young for this one. But how did you react, Lou? <laughs> When you seen Rob Van Dam do the Van Terminator for the first time. I mean, I, I loved Rob Van Dam when I watched ECW. And I, I think, I mean, when I first saw the Van Terminator, that shit, that's where he jumped from fucking post to post. Like, no one had ever done anything like that. Nobody had ever. I didn't even think it was possible to do that shit. Now people do it like it's whatever. But uh, when I first saw that, um, I just couldn't fucking believe it and it wasn't through a trash can or with anything it was just him jumping and kicking somebody in the face from across yeah. the ring it was actually it was actually bill alfonso holding a chair in the other wrestler's face oh okay and that was the I first time but who was he wrestling first time. i i i would have to look it up i really it would might have, have had to been up. sabu maybe probably possibly something mm. like that but yes. yo when i first seen that i literally jumped out the fucking chair or I'm, it was either the chair, I was in the bed watching, whatever it was. My fat ass got some fucking. I I, I was going to touch the clouds, cause I was like, holy shit, Nick, have you ever seen? I'm sure you've seen the Van Terminator before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, obviously I saw it later in the game. You know what I mean? But uh, he definitely, uh, he was definitely ahead of his time. RVD yeah. for sure. Hell yeah, and. Uh, Cause I'm one of them now, like obviously with the whole age thing, like I go back and watch things off of things I saw and they did that WWE icon special on him last year. And I was like, man, like I know he was dope in ECW. I was like, man, let me go watch it. And like, I saw that that rivalry he had with Sabu was honestly dope. Yeah. And yo, and the WWE played us with that, uh, that icons thing, because I think they only stopped right there at him, but they were supposed supposed to do Lex Luger. Yeah. And they advertised it too. Yeah, and they they advertise yeah and everything. I don't know because the three they Suppo- did was good. Yeah, like supposedly you. supposedly WWE does that shit, bro. They got supposedly all these documentaries done and filmed and ready to go, and they're just not releasing them. Like they did one about that super fan, that dude, that that older dude that's always at the shows with the glasses. They did oh, a whole yeah. doc about they did a whole doc about that dude because he supposedly has got like this interesting life, and he keeps asking them like, when are you gonna put it? They're like, oh yeah, you know, whenever. And they just have it there. They'll wait till he's dead. So I was just gonna him. say, like, obviously, you <laughs> know, we wait. Like, we that's wait one thing WWE's good at. That's one thing they're very good at producing documentaries and things like that. So, like, oh yeah, you remember that guy used to come to our shows all the time Dude. and did everything for us? Yeah. You oh, well, he died. Oh, well, now we can drop it. You can't. You can say it. whatever you want about WWE and shit, but those documentaries that they do, they're WWE twenty fours, the yeah. Evil series. All those docs, they're all done tremendously, bro. All Even their yeah. video packages, they still do pretty good yeah. for the most. Yeah, it's, just, it's just it's just the way they treat their talent and other things. You know, the important stuff is a little little uh a little Yeah, different. which which carries us right into the the today's news, which we gotta go into. I mean, this is more breaking news uh yesterday. 
it was reported that Sasha Banks and Naomi allegedly walked into John Laurinaitis's office, put the belts down before showtime, before or at the beginning of Raw, roughly, and walked out of the arena. They mentioned it on the show. Corey Graves, I'll talk about my feelings of his comments Yo, later. That... But, but Corey Graves reports that they did the unprofessional thing and getting up and leaving. And all of this situation that's going on right now, to be honest with you, I'm I'm the person that I'm just sitting back and I'm watching and I'm waiting to mm-hmm. see what's really happening behind this because there's so many different angles that all the people that we're going to talk about on the last segment of the show, which are the dirt sheets. So many people who think they're the dirt sheets got all the answers on the internet right now. They everybody's got all the answers. I'm sure you guys know Twitter has been losing their minds over it all day. Um, I'm I'm a TikTok guy. There's a few tick. There's been a bunch of TikTokers that just know what they're talking about because they get all their information from Fightful, and you know, no shots at Fightful and all it's, that. But look yeah. ahead. It's just it's too much. Too much overreacting. I have I have like I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. So I guess let me start because I don't want to like talk about this forever, but. Let me just, I guess, on my feelings as far as what happened, or at least what we know or think we know about what happened. I'm just going to leave it at the fact that they walked out because they were unhappy about the direction of their characters or the tag team. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. Whether that's what happened or not, whether they were unhappy with Dewdrop and Nikki, whether they didn't want to job, whatever, I don't know, because I wasn't there. So I'm not going to speculate. But... I will say this, like I'm torn because I've always been one that's been like, I feel like these wrestlers should stand up for themselves more when they feel, instead of going to Twitter and tweeting fucking, you know, Ali likes to do that a lot. He tweets like subliminal shit about how unhappy he is. And and it's like, instead of doing that, how about you like take charge of yourself and your character? And I know that's easy to say on the outside looking in because me, you try doing that at your job, your ass will get fired, but. I've always been, felt like these wrestlers have more power than they think, and they should stand up for themselves more when they're unhappy with their direction. But at the same time, with, when you think about Sasha, how many championships has Sasha had? She's been six-time women's champion, seven times. Seven-time women's champion, yeah. let's say. I don't know the exact yeah, number. I think it's seven. Um, I think it's seven. She, she's a two-time <laughs> tag team champion. She just had another WrestleMania moment where she got the tag team titles at WrestleMania. So it's like, if she's unhappy with the direction of tag teams, I can understand it because they've decimated the women's tag team. I think there's only two women, three women's tag teams. It's the champions, it's Natty and Shayna, and Doudrop and Nikki. I can't think of any other tag teams. I can't think of any. Everybody else is just mixing match up and all that. And they just mix people up. So, you know, I can understand that they're not happy with the direction of, of, of their characters. But at the same time, like if and I know Dan, you I'll 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 refer to you because I know you're like hip hop historian, wrestling historian. Hasn't it always been the case where tag teams have basically been, and I don't want to say job guys, but they've been set up guys for world champions. Like how many times have we seen uh uh uh, uh like Drew McIntyre destroy 
the tag team champions by damn near by himself to make him look like the shit. And okay. that's, that's that's happened a lot. On so, that point there, on that point there, Luke, just to give you the response, that's been more of recent times. And I would say recent times as far as like from PG era WWE and on. You know, like, like because at PG era is kind of where I was checked out, but I paid attention. I followed, I followed who was the champions, what was going on, but I wasn't watching faithfully because I was the person who was upset that there was that only one major brand. No shots at TNA Impact, as I mentioned. Uh, I forgot where I mentioned that recently, but no shots at TNA Impact. They just weren't a major compared to WWE. So I was checked out of watching wrestling on a regular basis the wwe slash f had an amazing history of tag teams go back to the runs with demolition go back to the runs of the early 2000s with the hardy boys aka team extreme edge and christian which they were my least favorite of that era yet they won everything yeah man the dudleys you can yeah. go back to the killer bees, the Rougeaus, the, the um the Quebecas, SWAT team, uh uh the Canem, all the connection teams, like power and had, there you go. Like we can go all day with their rich history in tag teams, but they've minus they've 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 rocked it down to minuscule levels of this that we see now. And so what I wanted to add to you, Lou, was the reports allegedly were that they wanted, they, it wasn't even like a, I think it was like a six woman match, not even a tag right. match thing. I have the, they the general info. So, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys right. have it, but I have basically, I'm all caught yeah. up on it. Yeah. And so they, I have they, like the issue was. Yeah. And they allege that Naomi was supposed to pin Sasha. And so what they're also alleging is, is that part of the beef was that that create, excuse me, that creative decision was brought to them because they wanted to bring back respect to tag team wrestling. Now I'll throw it, Nick, I'll throw it right, I'll throw it right back to you. Um, and we'll get, we'll, Nick, we'll, we'll throw it to you. Cause this thing is that this shit has a lot of layers. Yeah. So what you said about Sasha, I heard that earlier yesterday now today what i'm hearing is that naomi was supposed to pin nikki ash mm-hmm. naomi was supposed to face bianca at hell in a cell and lose sasha was supposed to have a match with uh ronda surname, with ronda rousey at hell mm-hmm. in a cell and lose so it's, this is what we're talking about when we're going to get into right, dirt right. sheets later because dirt right. sheets are like Everybody Everywhere. wants to be the. Everyone wants to be the first one. So, oh, oh I, I got the scoop! I got the scoop! This is what happened, and you know, with Twitter and everything, everything gets retweeted, and you just. It's. I mean, we'll get into that later, but I just wanted to kind of rebut because you heard it was Sasha, um, getting pinned. I heard it was Nikki getting. It's like, right. you, they, who knows what yeah. the hell really happened? It's, it's just exactly. the whole. And they even mentioned that on Busted Open today, too, because I listened to the podcast version. They even mentioned that on Busted Open, Nick, that that's what they took. But also, too, thinking of that show, they also reported just the WWE's um, message. 
in, in from behind what happened. And that was me, that's some dirtbag shit. Yeah, for that's me, Nick, shit. to be honest with you, because of their current track record, I don't believe him. Mm-hmm. I personally don't believe him. Yeah, I think the whole situation is just crazy in general. Kind of like what you said, Dan. I'm gonna sit back and watch because just like the best, uh, like previous time to use is Sasha with the whole WrestleMania thing, right? There were the reports that her and Bailey were throwing a fit and Mania and all this other stuff, and then realistically, you know, then she does her chronicle, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna, she obviously said what she wanted, you know, mental health issues, I just needed a break, I was burnt out, which I can imagine being burnt down from a job like that. So it's like, I'm gonna sit back, because not saying she's right or they're right, I'm just gonna sit back and see, but I'm not, I've never been one to believe in like a work. Like when everyone, Cody left AEW, everyone thought it was a work, right? It's just, this is so much publicizing they're doing that it's like, like, could it be? So I'll admit, like, point, like, this much of my body think it could be one, but I doubt it. But it's just, like, I don't know, it's just the whole thing is just, like, it's just weird because you're hearing all these different reports. Everyone's trying to say the different things because I agree you need to stand up for yourself, and I like that they did that. Like, and I love how Naomi had her back because, like, we were saying earlier in the group chat, like, Sasha... Like, it might take some time, but say she never wrestled again. Like, she could get very big. Like, she's had the Mandalorian. She was just on Kevin Hart's, like, oh, Ice yeah. Bath show, which the only other wrestler to do that was The Undertaker. And then she opened – she did the opening video for the college national championship for the football game, which is huge. So, it's not saying overnight. You know, it took – look how long it took The Rock, to be honest, to get to where he is. It took him yeah, forever. True indeed. True indeed. You know, so she – it would – I think she could – and that's why I say, like, I feel for Naomi. What I'm hoping for in this, and I read this is, because I said it like, yeah, they hot, they put Charlotte at that top tier. They do. It's very obvious that that, you know, when it, in my opinion, it should be Sasha. But she, but, but she is. But to be honest, yeah, no, I no, love. I love. She's great. Charlotte is the best woman's wrestler in their biz in their company. It's by far. There. By far. You know, and but my thing is, I read this one thing, and it's like, you know, who's gonna say something? And people are speculating, which people, dirt sheets, that Roman, which I I believe this statement has a lot of pull, which is probably pretty obvious. The face of the company. I mean, that's fucking obvious. Yeah, it's gonna have a lot of pull, and Naomi's family, and he's mad tight with Sasha. It's a very open that they're friends, like. You know, like, and Roman seems like a kind of dude that's got a backbone that, like, on Friday, not saying would walk in and, like, whip it out and be like, yo, what the F, but be like, yo, what, what's going on here? Because I'm pretty sure at some point today, Jimmy Uso and Roman probably had a conversation about this, you know? And my- Roman's probably interested in what his family, what, yo, what's going on? What are, are you disrespecting the bloodline? Is Vince disrespecting the bloodline here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, for real, like, it's probably like a real thing. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to see where they go with this because a lot of people think they did it so quick so uh, Sasha and Naomi don't get their story out. But I don't think either one of them, as unhappy as they could potentially be if that's the case, they don't seem like they're unprofessional, as they said, enough to blast like kind of like when an Ali does. I think maybe after, like, oh, they went on the Jericho podcast, say, like, every release wrestler does. Oh, well, what happened? This is what happened. I don't think they're the type to go on Twitter and type a novel about right. what 
like uh like how uh what's she was going by Ember Moon, but it was her name now, Athena. Athena. Yeah, Athena. Athena. Right. Like she was on, Palmer. I believe Chris Van Vliet's show or something like that, or somebody else's yeah. podcast. Yeah. And yeah. she was airing out from her side. That's okay. Yeah, because you're you are, gone. Yeah, of once course. you're disconnected and removed, it, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. But the way the WWE jumped out ahead of it and I have to uh I, I want to pull it back up because I pulled it up from our uh group chat. The way it's that so, they uh, yeah, I have it right here. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I have it right here. It says when Sasha Banks and Naomi ri- arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE's head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis's office with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as, a, as tag team champions. And even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they've had, they've had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequences. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. To me, this really? is why, like, when, when you really, really read over that again, that's why it, it just doesn't feel fair from them to even come out in this way. And it doesn't, it, it feels like BS because, like, I'll, I'll give props to Dave LeGrec mentioning it on the show. He mentioned how Steve Austin walked out on them when he didn't want to do the job for, for Brock Lesnar, which that he reminded me of that. And you didn't get press releases like this from them. No. You know, now there's another comparison you could make. I can make that. I'm not going down that route. I'll save that for y'all after the show. If I remember in comparison on how they report on certain types of individuals, you know what I'm saying? But to say, to try to throw out there that they've had matches with these individuals before and nothing went without incident. It's like, nah, it feels like you're, it feels like there's more than that. Like to you me, know that's like that scapegoat easy answer, Lou. You know what it feels like to me? That statement to me feels like that is a warning to Sasha Banks. Because I was trying to explain this situation to my to my cousin who's like just getting back into wrestling. He's just kind of like getting his feet wet into shit. And he texted this morning at 6 30 in the fucking morning. He sent me a text message. Yo, Sasha walked out. What the fuck? And I'm like, bro, (laughs) I text him something and I went back to sleep. But like what I was trying to explain to him was this. What I told him was, and this is how I feel. This is not, I'm not an expert in any means. But I feel like this. If Sasha was not, if Mercedes Bernardo was not Snoop Dogg's cousin and she was not on like a big fucking Hollywood show, Mandalorian, she would have got released today. She would have released today if she was not superstar Sasha Banks. If Trinity was not happen to be married to Anuso and nothing against her ability, because y'all know I fucking love Trinity. But yeah. if she wasn't who she is or who she's related to, she also probably would have got fucking released. Because if there's one thing that WWE loves to do is to humble their talent. 
They love to fucking make these guys feel like, oh, okay, you 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 think you're the fucking top dog? Well, guess what? This shit is gonna run without you. So, but, and, but to that to that point though, real quick, they like to humble their talent. But when you we we mentioned Mustafa Ali's name several times today so far, he's called them out. All they did was just not grant that man his release. Yeah, but because he asked for his release publicly. So they're like, no, after, no. Too. No. after which, the fact. Too. Yeah. Which no, is which like, no, in my opinion, you. which in my opinion is immature to do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They love that shit. They love yeah, that shit to so, their talent. Yeah, and it I'm, brings so what attention I'm a, to so what, what I think about this, right? I don't think this is why I'm not also getting too invested in it. Because Sasha's a superstar and Naomi's in the Samoan family, right? So what I mean by this, which is good, I think this, hopefully this went through their head. Like Sasha's like, yo, I, we got pulled. Like, you know what I mean? Like we don't need to get like walked on. We can be verbal. Cause no offense. Look at, look at Naomi's husband. That dude's gone three DUIs and now him and his brother are the longest reigning SmackDown yep. tag team champions in pretty much not into maybe every wrestling fan's eyes, but in, they are the number one storyline in WWE since 2020. The twin think, brother, the twin I brother think, started the whole storyline with Roman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I kind of like that they did this, but kind of, I kind of like the whole accountability thing. And I'll only say this is not as a scapegoat, but maybe because like I've been in the military like 11 years, like I hold my Marines accountable. So I kind of like that whole thing. Like, kind of like the, like what I liked, like, some people might not like it, so I apologize. It's my opinion, but like when Triple H is on record for the whole uh, Madison Square Garden, the the hug in the ring, and Vince like oh, he says on record, Vince is like, yeah, Vince is like you're gonna eat plates of shit and you're gonna like it, and like I kind of yeah. like that, especially that, back then. And he's got a history of that. That right there, Dusty Rhodes and the polka dots. Um, uh, uh, well, damn it, I can't. I drew a blank. Because yeah, there's, there's so a lot. Many, there's a lot of there's shit. So like many that. gimmicks mm -hmm. that happened that shouldn't have. Because yeah, and of... I'm not saying every case is the right one, but like, so I, because you know what I mean. Like, I'm still a guy who low key believes in kayfabe. Like, I like it. Like to a point. Like when the Fiend was in WWE, granted, like great post he would do. Like I just had my son. Here's a picture of me and my son. But deep down, it's like. Nah, bro. Like, I don't want to see that because, like, you're the fiend. You know, like, I'm still yeah. comfortable with the Undertaker in a way. So, yeah, like, that shit, that shit was hilarious. You know, like, so back you. then, now you guys can relate way more than I can, but that seemed like that was a pretty friggin' big deal back then. What Triple H did, especially with the whole big rivalry. So, like, well, that circumstance I mean, is like, but, one but the thing, but I, the no, thing I'm not with, saying, you know, I'm not saying the they should with, come back and be like in the 24/7 title. Nothing like that whatsoever. But I'm just saying, like, you do got to hold them accountable at some point. But the thing with like stuff like the curtain call is like, bro, I didn't even know about that shit until years later, and that's because we yeah. didn't have internet and all that shit. You know, I yeah. didn't know any. I didn't know that shit happened. Like, I didn't know. I, bro, I didn't know Triple H was friends with Kevin Nash and Scott. I didn't know they were friends and they had a yeah. click and all that. Shit. I didn't know any of that shit. I just I liked I like Kevin Nash. I like Triple. I, I just liked them. I didn't know they had like this whole thing. So. You know, it's different now. Now it's just everything's out there, bro. In, in and yes. seconds. And in seconds. Think, for the curtain call to even have been recorded. That shit was recorded by somebody's yeah, VHS somebody, camera. Somebody, somebody was <laughs> and if I remember, and if somebody I remember had a camcorder. Like that, 
if I remember like way back in the day, I remember when I first started going to shows, like that was a big deal. Like taking in like videos like that. I remember one time yeah. me and my dad, my dad, Italian guy, you know, very, uh, could be very mouthy from time to time. It was like my second or third show. I'll never forget. He brought in like a freaking portable, like disposable camera and they took it. And my dad, my dad went, my dad went off on security. Cause like, I'm like young, young, like I'm like five or six. So I'm like all excited to get there and take pictures of the rock posing and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, nah. And I'm like, well, so that's what, that was the first thing I thought of. It was like, yo, that was a strict time back then. To, to show how much times have advanced, even though we've kind of seen leaked videos of Dave Chappelle. But I remember when me and my wife went to New Orleans a couple years back for our anniversary, she had bought tickets without me knowing to a Chris Rock show, but she bought the wrong date. But at shows like that, they lock up your phone. They yeah. take your phone from you, put it in a security bag, put it to the side. Yeah. Again, for that to happen back in the day, Lou, you might remember this. The episode of What's Happening when Rerun tried to record. Oh, when he dropped the brothers. recorder. The <laughs> taking care of business. When Rerun tried to. Oh, yeah, I'm taking sorry. it to the streets. Taking yeah, it to I'm the streets. So, I'm sorry to all the younger listeners if y'all are oh, out never, there. But I'll never forget is, that in my life. This is old head shit right here. And even that was older than me. But we, because we caught it on syndication. But. Rerun yeah. of what's happening got caught with a camcorder and a tape recorder trying to record shit, the Doobie Brothers shit, concert for yeah. a bootlegger because and the bootlegger put pressure his, on him. It fell out of his pants and it was a big ass. <laughs> were you uh, a big ass <laughs> tape recorder? It's like were either are either one of you Seinfeld fans? Hell yeah. I'm not. So Absolutely. I remember the episode when Jerry was filming the bootlegs in the movies and the guy loved it and then Jerry oh, yeah, yeah. Marshall so Kramer's to, just sitting there with it at his eye, like pointing at people. And he had this big idea that he's like, okay, here's we're gonna need cameras here, we're gonna need cameras here, we're gonna need a guy over yeah. here and get all the angles. Uh it's a great Hey, show. now wait, real real off topic, but I have to mention it because you guys both said you like Seinfeld, and obviously I No, no, I said no, I Dan, Dan Dan is not a fan. Uh, the only uh, the only thing from Seinfeld I ever liked was the soup Nazi. And yes. the yeah. old and the only part I've ever laughed at was no soup. no soup for you, and that was only because, um, I think it was Dan Patrick or the other the other dude that does all the commercials now. They used to use it on ESPN all the time mm. for doing reporting on the um reporting on hockey games. Oh, and, okay. and stopped goals was no soup for you, no soup. Yeah. For you. And so I put the two and two together. Aha, that was funny. Began to yeah. continued back to Stoneface. And my boy Jason popped in the VHS and was like, like they was all laughing and they were looking at me like I was crazy. Yeah, I'll but, have to admit, man, for someone like a little older your age, you're like one of the few, like when I say few, like two or three that does not like Seinfeld. I well, let love, me tell you something. I love comedy and I love yeah. Jerry Seinfeld at stand-up. You might not I like Kramer, him. though, I assume, right? Yeah, oh, well, uh, well, Kramer's got right, his issues. Yeah, Well, I'll never I, forget, so it's listen, funny because I, I still watch the show, but at one point, my dad, who's seen every episode, you know, and, like, just where we grew up, like, well, I'm one of the white families, like, that just grew up, like, with friends of, like, you know, African-American families or whatever, and uh, 
my dad like stopped watching for a while. And I was like, yo, like, why aren't yeah. we watching? And my dad's like, because Kramer's an asshole. Shout outs to Pop. Bro. Yeah, Shout yeah, out. yeah. We, yo, stopped, I, yeah. We stopped watching for a while, so, and then I never knew because I was young. I'm like, all right, whatever. Kramer's an asshole. So obviously, like, you know obviously, I mean? obviously, Lou from the BX. I was born in the Bronx. I lived on Colgate Avenue and Westchester Avenue, and I would sit there every week and watch every episode of Seinfeld as they came out. And it was funny. I went to school. I was in junior high school at the time. And I overheard these two black kids that I kind of was cool with, but I didn't really know them, but they were in my English class and they were talking about Seinfeld. And I was like, yo, oh, I saw that shit. And they, 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 I don't even remember what episode it was. And we became like the greatest fucking friends ever through Seinfeld. But yo, Seinfeld I know that was a, appointment television. But they the say problem, that's, like one of, problem, that's like the most the, popular show ever, right? Or well, the problem, the problem is, is that Martin came out at the same time. So Yo, Martin when Martin so Martin came out, it was like, what the fuck? I'm going to watch Martin. I'm going to watch Seinfeld. So, you know, a lot of people in the hood, they were watching Martin. So that they didn't catch on to Seinfeld till later, if they even caught on to it. But that show's brilliant, man. Larry David is a fucking genius, bro. That that show is just, Absolutely. it doesn't matter, where, it doesn't matter yeah. where you come from. It doesn't matter where you come from, bro. Seinfeld is just, it's just fucking funny, man. Especially if you're from, like, New York. Especially if you're yeah. from like New York, tri-state area, and you're kind of familiar with like Manhattan and shit, it's just the shit is just hilarious. And then what about uh, Jerry Seinfeld's worth almost literally a billion dollars? His net worth like nine hundred and twenty million. Good for and him, man. And, and, and probably three hundred million is all in cause. He got a whole yeah. garage full of cars, and I mean, yeah, he's got a, good, he's good got for a you, collection man. and a half, especially Porsches. I think he might have every Porsche. A Nah, no hate, no hate. I just, oh, yeah. just for me, we segued, but I just wasn't a personally. I wasn't a fan of the show. Yeah, that's, that's Seinfeld, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian. Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian, is a a, a master. He's a legend. He's yeah. so yeah. So I and think uh, even better. My bad, but just a little side even note. Even better to know. Jerry's major influence was the comedian George Wilborn. If y'all didn't know. Mm-hmm. Nah, his, nice. go watch George Wilborn comedy. You'll be pissing yourself with his one-liners. That man is the greatest. Well, uh, now back on track. Yeah, now I got a question for y'all first. Go with, ahead. On it. Speaking of dirt sheets and everything, do you guys? And I, I, I want to kind of go first here, but do you guys? So I'm going to present the question, and I'm going to say my answer. So. Do you guys have a dirt sheet or a source site, whatever you want to call it? I like dirt sheet, even though they might get pissed. I just kind of like the word. I just think it's funny. That you do go to and you trust. Like So mine, personally, is Wrestling Inc. And the reason why okay. it's that is because my boy introduced me to them like years ago, in like 2014. And the reason why is because they do a podcast after every like show, after Dynamite, Raw. So that, like, I don't watch Raw. I watch that. And anyway... Raj, the owner of the site, has been doing this for, since like the not, 80s or 90s. And he literally said he doesn't post anything until it is actually confirmed. So like Fightful and all them, like he'll quote them. But when he gets exclusives, he gets like the best uh, exclusives. Like 2021, he knew two days for the Rumble. Hey, I know who won the Rumble is going to win. If you want to know, DM me. And he said he answered 300 DMs because that's my problem with the dirt sheets is sometimes they give away too much stuff. 
Right. And just to explain why we were talking about them, it, it wasn't in timing. Literally, it was just like I said, yo, we needed a topic to talk about. Let's talk about this shit. And Bitch. it's fucking timing. Timing was everything because the Sasha Naomi thing happened. The internet exploded. It went crazy. But immediately when this idea came to mind, the name that came to mind, and I'll get to answering your question, Nick, was Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer seems to be public enemy number one within the rest yeah. of the world. <laughs> In my opinion, more because I think people hate him because they ain't him. That's one part. Two, he does tend to get a lot of shit wrong. But he, you can kind of say, he is the author of this. He is like oh, the yeah. father of it. Like he was the one who went about and did it and started it all on his own with a few thousand dollars, pressing up the newspapers and stuff like that, all on his own. So big ups to big ups to him for his legacy. But the problem within a person like that is the amount of stuff you get wrong. And to yeah. have the legacy that you have, you should be the insider of insiders. You should be the Mel Kuyper Juniors, the Adam Schefters. You should be the Woj Wojnarowski's and all of that. Like You should be that inside that you have people that are going to give you the facts before you're inputting your opinions in things. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem within the dirt sheets as a whole to me is the internet and everybody wanting to be Meltzer, but hating Meltzer. And I personally like I get I get my news. The New York Knicks, I know y'all are Knicks fans, they get the eleven oh. pick. They get the eleventh yeah. pick in the draft, Karen. I have I have I have yeah I have it up right now and thank you oh, for okay. the early Thank you for the early heartbreak. <laughs> fuck, fuck right, you. Anyway, so back to Meltzer. Sorry. <laughs> fuck you and the Celtics. Hey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely disgusting. I know my I know fuck, my Sixers man. friends are happy about that. Yeah, absolutely, Nick. I mean, uh, uh, Lou. I'm yeah, heartbreaking. I'm right there with you. You fuck. know what? In in fact, in fact, y'all, I could turn this shit off now because that's all I needed to see. And they just pissed me Bro, off. if I was in the house, I, if I was in the house right now, I'd be punching my little fucking uh, <laughs> little folding table. Yeah, but back I'd to punching that little table. Right we now. just played the dirt sheets on the podcast for the uh, NBA lottery, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, to to the dirt sheets, it's like I get a lot of information from people who are reporting from other people. I tech, I generally don't tap into the websites like you said, Wrestling Inc., Fightful, PWI. Like I don't go to them. Because in some respects, this is the fan side of me when it comes to it. I want to be surprised in a way. Even mm -hmm. though I did break down to y'all how I like to watch wrestling now. I do see the predictability in things, but I watch more for along the lines of how the matches are being put together. I look to see, does this match look scripted or does it look like it's being called in the ring? Like, I look at the matches and stuff from the technical aspect of things. I go to our chat group because y'all get the sources, y'all pull, and then, then I'll go look into things like that. But other than that, I don't go searching unless I heard about it. And if it's interesting enough, Lou, then I'll go check it out. Yeah, my thing. So, um, I have two sources that I like. 
And one of them you mentioned already, which is Dave Meltzer. I don't, it's not specifically Dave Meltzer. It's more the, the wrestling observer, which is Brian Alvarez, Dave Meltzer, Mike Sepervivi, the, the whole crew. I like them because I have YouTube, I have YouTube read. So they do a lot of these 10 minute videos that kind of explain what's happening with things. Like they did two videos about the Sasha Banks thing already. And they were like 10 minutes. And it's easy for me to just kind of drive and listen to those 10 minute videos. And usually a lot of people, People hate Dave Meltzer for whatever reason, because he's got opinions just like anyone else. And, and you know, some people like it, some people don't. But you can't deny the fact that that motherfucker gets news quick. Yes. Like, he gets the shit quick. So somebody's feeding him information. So I like to go to him because I like to get immediately, like, what's going on. And uh, my second one is uh, Wrestle Talk, which is, like, they are a, I think they're in England. Because everybody on the who does the videos has an accent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Spe- uh, yeah. Specifically, yeah. specifically Ali Davis, who's he's he's a very funny dude. I like their videos because they break news, but they do it in a they also do it in a humorous way. So I I, I enjoy their videos. Um, they do a video once a day, um, kind of recapping everything that happened the day before. So those are the two that I usually go with. But if we're gonna talk about dirt sheets, I have a so. I don't want to name names because I know that we have like a, we kind of have like a little podcast community here of older and newer people and creators that we've kind of like worked with and it, and it extends outer from there. So if anybody of them are watching this or anything, I don't want them to get offended, but there's some people who are on Twitter and they think that they are like, they think they're a dirt sheet and they're not, they're really not. Because yeah. all they're doing, all they're doing is scrolling through Twitter and just immediately retweeting the same shit that's already out, which I can do that because I sit there every day and I see this news. Sometimes I send shit to you guys and sometimes you guys send shit to me and it's like, oh, I haven't seen this yet. Or it's like, oh, yeah, I saw that earlier today or whatever. I could easily create an account called Wrestle Blab. And just start retweeting all this shit. And I guarantee you, I'll have like fucking 10,000 followers by like the end of the month. But like, it, it's mm, going to require mm. a lot of retweeting and staying on top of it. But I could do it. I just have no interest in doing that. You, it's a full-time like, job. Yeah. Like, I don't, why do I want to do that, bro? Just to what you just said. Like, there's a guy that I follow on TikTok. Seems to be a cool dude. He, you know, he, he'll respond to comments and things like that. But... His videos on TikTok, and I'm not shitting on him because he does what he does. He, he, a lot of the times you could tell his sources are Fightful Select says, yeah, and then he puts his take on it. To me, in a way, that's kind of okay because it's like opinionated reporting, kind of yeah. what we do here on a podcast. So it's opinion, it's opinionated reporting, but it's when it's once you start talking like. I know this. I got word, yeah, and then you can. really go back and check them. Well, yeah. well, I, I really was reading this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I can't. I, I don't can't know deal nobody with those in the industry. Yeah, I, I can't deal with those people. Yeah, they just and then like some of them too. Some of these dirt sheets or wannabe dirt sheets, as we would say, that it's so obvious sometimes how biased they are to a certain company, and like we make fun of them in our group chat. Like if they have all elite in their bio. Or I'm elite, or whatever, or a WWE logo in it. It's like, 
don't say that you see the guys too because i don't follow them but that's one thing i don't like about twitter just because like i like wrestling i'll see a bunch of wrestling stuff and i like wrestling yeah. stuff and it's like oh here's this guy it's wednesday he's a wwe mark so all i see is negative yeah. stuff from him and then on mondays or fridays uh this guy doesn't like uh wwe so i just see all this and it's like like okay freedom of speech whatever do what the hell you want but it's like god man just shut Here's up Nick, there's a popular guy. I guess he's got a popular podcast. I think he's on Twitch and all that. He's on uh, TikTok. I don't even remember the please, name. Please, please don't say. Please don't say JD from New York. I don't. Remember oh, that's one of the guys I was kind of like referencing. Please, but please, I, just, I don't. Please, I don't remember don't. the guy's name. It might be him, but I blocked the account because all <clears> this dude does is WWE is the greatest thing, and shits on AEW. Just like Booker T. And I hate that from Booker T because I am a huge fan of Booker T. Like, I have a guy. I, I, have a guy I don't who, like that. I have a guy who's like kind of like a, not a friend of mine, but like someone I've associated with before. And this guy, like, he goes on Twitter and whenever AEW's on, it's like every, every after every match, it's like, that was fucking amazing. Yo, that was amazing. That was incredible. That was this and that. And then like on Mondays and Fridays, he'll be like, he's just too he's just live tweeting hate for every single thing that he sees on, on either SmackDown or Raw. And and sometimes I interact with him and I'm like, bro, like why are you even watching this? Yeah, like, for real. Like, why are you watching? Like, he goes, Oh, it's just, uh what is it? he fucking said to me the last time he he tweeted something about um Oh, the Cody, the Cody and Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins match from the pay per view. Okay. The match had been going on for like five minutes, and I go to Twitter and I look, and he wrote, "This is boring as fuck." And that I'm, was like, the match. I'm like, that was the I match tweeted, of the fucking night. I tweeted at him and I go, "Bro, the match just started. Like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about?" Yeah, and, and then it's just like he's like, "Oh, this is just boring to me." I'm talking about the. He was like, "I'm talking about the first match. It just seems boring." Yeah, and it's just, and what I think it is is because obviously a lot of wrestling fans, you know, are younger, and I think they're still in like that weird high school. Like I got, like I bet you, like perfect example, like when something sucks, one person says it right, and now there are instances where everyone agrees, but there are times where like say sixty percent people thinks it sucks and forty will like, but those forty won't say anything that they like it because they're really worried about what other fans think of them. I, I see that and I agree with that. And funny you said high school because we have to put our errors in perspective here. Mm -hmm. Your era, high school, came up in what I described earlier where WWE was it. It was the biggest thing going in America. There was no rival to compare to it. So you didn't have anything to bounce around from like mm -hmm. we did. We had WCW, which was a major player on television. We had, if you stayed up late enough, ECW, ECW. As, a, as a, in my opinion, a major player because I watched them more than I watched the other two at times because they did more of what I liked. But even with the Monday Night Wars going on, you had groups of people who was able to talk about both sides because we loved 
the sport of professional wrestling as mm -hmm. a whole. And we had the ability to talk about, yeah, this happened over here, but this happened over here. Well, I like this better, but I like this better. But, yo, I did like this over here on this one, and I did like this over here on that one. Like, we came in an era where we had the options, and and we don't have that get-off-my-lawn mentality that I, no disrespect to you, because you don't have this, but your era has, and y'all are too young to have that get-off-my-lawn mentality and where it's all WWE and nothing else. But you can mm -hmm. see the rest the true wrestling fans are the ones who aren't afraid to talk about the indies nowadays, aren't afraid to talk about New Japan. Give props to AEW. Give props to WWE when they do something good. They call everybody out when they do something bad. But it's the super WWE marks that, that, that to me, ruin things for pieces. The, the, those are the 60% that you said before, where the other 40% is like, yo, we're just falling back because we love this shit. Yeah, we'll talk about what we don't like in spaces like this, but we're also going to mention what we like. And that's no shots at our people either because this is yeah. personal, pieces of personal conversations that we've had in our chats and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, how many how many times have we said Charlotte Flair is probably the greatest fucking women's wrestler right now in any like how many times have we said that on this show? We like We said it once on this show today. Today, yeah. like, I mean, it, it, and that's the thing that, like, I don't understand. And you said it's WWE marks. It, it goes both ways, bro. Yeah, it definitely goes both ways. There's AEW marks out there who are so toxic, bro. They're just. Lou, they're, it all depends on how your algorithms run, though. And it also depends. <laughs> on what media, it also depends but, on what social media platform you're using. Yeah, so because that, so I think that's where we differ from you, and we see more. Because you're not really a big Twitter guy, with you know what I mean? Yeah, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is, Twitter is I will definitely say Twitter is 50-50 both. And that's probably, they're both just insane. Like, it's insane. Like, that's why, I like, during pay-per-views and stuff, like, I don't even go on Twitter no more. I just I just What's talk up, to Papa? the boys and shit like that for any pay-per-view or any show. I'll look Peach. at stuff after and be like, ah, oh, sweet bitch about. But I do have a question for you guys. What's up, when it does... When it does come to dirt sheets and certain things, right? Because of dirt sheets, and that's them doing, this is them doing their job. They're supposed to get insights and, like, pass it out, right? Right. But what's something, as of late, we'll just say as of late, or in general, but we'll just say as of, like, late, that you wish you didn't see online from Twitter or a group chat or something, and you would have loved to actually find out, like, from first, Raw... Or dynamite, or or just on from that company's social media page because that you weren't watching the mm. show. Like, what's something for you? Like for me, like not that I think they blow opportunities, but I see why they do it. But like, I didn't like. I guess both times, to be honest, when both times the women main evented WrestleMania, because one the first time I didn't like it. Like I wish I would have just found out on TV because I would have been like, wow, that's friggin' dope. And then the second time would have thought the same thing because it's like, this is a singles match this time. And it's to, you know, women of color getting their shine. Except you find out a week, two weeks in advance, like, hey, they're going this route. So then when they say it, it's like, cool, it's happening because you can't believe it till you see it. But I kind of already knew about this. Just quick, re quick rebuttal to that last point there. 
you have to give the main events out because that's where you are drawing from. Yeah, people, like I said, that's just an example. Are, um, people are coming, pause, for the main events. Yeah. They're coming for the main events. The filler is the bonus. The filler is the icing on the cake. But the main event is the main course that everybody yeah. goes to. Like I said, so another one. You have to announce those. Yeah, because there's a, like another one. And this one, they did solely offer ratings. And I don't care. Certain situations, you need to do surprises. Like, screw ratings. Like, it's not going to be that big. But, like, I this may be a little more sentimental one. But, like, when Roman came back, they announced it all over social media that, you know, the guy who's been battling leukemia is coming back. Like, how cool would that have been if you were just watching Raw, right? And because AEW wasn't a thing then. So, this is that time when everyone was just watching this. And their ratings weren't bad. And you just see fucking like Roman Reigns come out. This guy who's been gone really sick. Like, you know what I mean? Just little things like that. Well, I I, I, I'll take it first. I'm sorry, Lou. But with, with that, it's because of the era we live in. The game for them is all ratings. So you got to. Veer is coming. Veer is coming. Veer is coming. Until you get to the point where. You know what? Fuck it. We don't care no more. Yeah. Beer came. Beer came, and I don't even think he was on Raw this week. Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying. Yeah. So what I'm but, saying. But, but is, to what you to, to what you're saying, it's okay, depending on the circumstance. We're not what you are. What you are wishing for is kind of piecing to what I described earlier of our era. Where you know you 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 misinterpreted my question wrong. I am not. Let me finish, because okay, in our era. We didn't have the 24-hour news cycles. We didn't have the Twitters. We didn't have the TikToks. We didn't have these platforms to know that these things are coming. We were genuinely surprised because it's, holy shit, Ric Flair is in the WWF. We didn't know he was coming, but Ric Flair yeah. is in the WWF. That's the differences in in what we're saying. Well, no, what, see, what see what I was see what what I was asking was because I understand why they do things. I know I what you asked. I didn't get to it. I was answering the last part. I'm what, just what I, asking, what's a moment you wish wasn't spoiled by social media? Yeah, I'm just saying I didn't get I did I didn't get to that point. the The recent time for me is Cody's going back to WWE because. It the way we in the world we live in nowadays. It's oh, he left his company, he's definitely going over there, he's definitely going in there. I was hoping that it didn't happen. I was hoping that he went to New Japan or something like that or back overseas. But the surprise was they made it come true. And they even hid and then finding out the behind the scenes of they hid Cody from everybody, even in the arena. Yeah. Maybe, he said maybe six people knew. So there was a little element of surprise, but that was more for them. Everybody and their mama in the quote-unquote dirt sheets was telling everybody that he signed. Cody's coming. Cody's coming. Yeah. Cody's coming. Yeah. Oh, Cody signed. Cody signed. It wasn't official to me until I seen him on camera. Oh, I'm just saying, yeah. I, I don't yeah. believe it until it comes out. I do not believe a damn thing until it comes out on camera. What about yeah. you, Lou? For me, so for me, I don't really have a good um, 
answer for this question because I feel like honestly they do a pretty good job of like when they really want to I think they do a really good job of hiding these things like even like like when CM Punk came to AEW that first United Center show yeah they never they never said CM Punk yep. is going to be here at the United Center on Rampage they never said that but everybody was like yo he's he's fucking gonna like everyone anticipated it no put your hand up because everybody they anticipated dropped. They drop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lou. I'm sorry, Lou. The interrupter. <laughs> My apologies. Everybody, everyone knew, like, in their heart that it was going to happen. It was in the United Center. It was in Chicago. Like, everybody knew it was going to happen, but no one had 100%. I mean, Tony Khan did. Yeah. And CM Punk did. And I'm sure backstage people did. But no one knew for sure it was going to happen. So it's like. When he came out, I was surprised, like pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. When Cody came out, yeah, everybody was in the dirt sheets and they were saying this and that. And, oh, Cody's going to be there. He has to be there. But nobody knew for sure. And when his music hit, bro, I popped. Like, I popped when he came out. Like, I was like, oh, my God, it's fucking Cody. Like, I can't believe this shit. Like, he's a CFO and he's in fucking WWE. Like, what is going on? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think for the most part, they do a pretty good job. And even with like the Hardys came back a few years ago and, and you know, they came back in the, uh, WrestleMania and I had no idea that was going to happen. There was rumors that maybe they were coming, but nobody really knew. So I think for the most part, they do a pretty good job of um, kind of like surprising us when they really want to. And as far as them, you know, announcing things, they, they, they have to. Yeah, they obviously. gotta they, they gotta announce a lot of this stuff because you know Roman Reigns is coming back. He's he's the biggest guy in the, like the industry, you know, according to some people. So they gotta announce stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it's that's gonna happen. But and it's really hard for me to be surprised because I'm constantly like on Twitter searching shit. Like I'm I'm constantly on my fucking phone, bro. Like it's a problem. So it's really hard to surprise me. So when I get surprised, like I really appreciate it. And again, I apologize, Lou, because the thing <laughs> I was trying, the thing I was trying to add was with the CM Punk thing. They did tease it. Yeah, yeah, best, of course they did. The Hell yeah, the, with the best in the world comments, and that's what triggered yeah, 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 everybody yeah, yeah. to, yo, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. But yeah, Daniel Bryan, well, yeah, at the time, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, was also known as the best in the world. In you know, in in kayfabe, he was mm -hmm. the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as that goes, that was brilliant. It was brilliant yeah. how they just kind now, of teased it, but didn't really say it. It was, it was very well done. I'm happy you guys brought up both Cody and CM Punk. I have a question now. Punk's was definitely way more obvious in a way because of those comments. You know what I'm saying? But say they never made those comments. Just say we're having this huge show in Chicago. Blah blah blah. Something cool is gonna happen, and Punk doesn't show up. And then Cody isn't Seth's opponent. Are we wrong as wrestling fans to be mad because they never promised it? Like that's why punks is a little harder because they that was I loved how they did that though. They gave you like this yeah. is a basketball hoop. The ball was here. We were just waiting for it to drop in. You know what I mean? But say like Cody didn't come out at Mania, and same with Punk though. Like say they just hey because it was on the first rampage, right, or the second rampage. So like yeah. They could have made anything big, right? Are we wrong to be mad even though it was never promised? It's not so much about being mad, but it's like I it would have been if, for both of them, it would have been a fucking disaster. 
Yes. Like there would have been a there would have been a riot in the United Center if CM Punk didn't if they didn't hit that fucking music and CM Punk when it came out, it would have been a fucking riot. And that's why a lot of people were kind of upset. They're like, oh, why did they why didn't they save it till the end of the show to get the they ratings? Couldn't. Like, they bro, couldn't. there's no way yeah. they would have been anybody else who would have came out would have been getting fucking CM Punk chance. So they had to start with CM Punk. Yeah. With Cody, it like 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 imagine if it would have been like Ezekiel. <laughs> that would have That's came what out. they would have done though. Instead like, of it like, like, well, can, it's you, not like Cody. You, can you imagine the fucking the crowd would have been like, oh, what the fuck? Like the confusion. But it wouldn't have been like end of the world type shit. It would just would have been like, oh fucking of course. Classic fucking WWE. Like yeah. you know, but because they never really said anything, but the, the expectation was there, so Definitely, I think the CM Punk thing would have been much worse, dude. They were in Chicago. They called it yeah. the fucking first dance. You know, like, it's his hometown, bro. It was all set up to fucking... To, He's to been be over there. the whole time. Like, I'm expecting if he wins the title at Double or Nothing to that easily being probably top one of the top five loudest pops I ever hear live in an arena. Because that place is going to go fucking nuts if he wins. What do you think, and Dan? And to, be on, and to be honest with you, he should win because yes. I'm 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 one who I love Hangman Adam Page as a wrestler, great phenomenal wrestler. They've almost literally done nothing with him. They've kind of just threw matches, and yeah, he's coming out to talk about his match, and that's it. Like there was no story like the other champions holding yeah. the belt. DK but, went to bat for him too, so that was the best world champion they've had so far. Hangman. Nah. Uh, Maybe I, best, no, I understand why he did it though. You, best matches. Best matches, maybe. No, maybe. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega had some bangs. Well, no, well, y'all know he how had I feel the sparklers. Y'all know he's How did he say that when he had Kenny Omega had that run that he had, bro? This is crazy to say. Four belts. Uh, I. Y'all know how I feel about Kenny Omega. Yeah. I just said, but Adam Page's matches, every single one of them have been phenomenal. And, that's after, and Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, some people would say was kind of iffy matches, the way win matches, things like that. Adam Page's matches have all been Meltzer five star like matches, you know. No, that's the only get difference. Get the hell out of here! With yeah, that. you know, I'm joking on yeah. that. No, I mean, yeah. nah, but, it, but but let's keep it real. Like Adam Page, when he first got the belt, people were like, "Oh, he's not defending. He's not defending." But bro, every match that he's had, I've really enjoyed. I enjoyed yeah. the Lance Archer I match. I enjoyed the 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 fucking and now I'm gonna sound like an asshole because I can't even remember the matches he had. But the matches that I've watched him have, he didn't have that many defenses. The defenses that he's had, I've been like, damn, that was a fucking great match. Like, so I don't that, know what what it that's is what that I'm we're about. missing here. Yeah, I don't know what we're missing here with him that he's not like everyone still has that opinion because I don't because, think it's the best run, but I don't think it's that bad either. Right, right, but it's it's again, I think it's just his match quality. It's mm -hmm. not the run. Like I just said, I personally think the run was weak because mm -hmm. there has been no true story. It's yeah. just been. Great match, yeah. Great match, great yeah, match, yeah, yeah. Great match. Yeah. That's that's all I'm. That's all I was saying behind that. But and I think, and I think too, actually, following Kenny's run, has been a little detrimental. Like they should have put that belt. They, I mean, I know that they had to have him beat Kenny to have it, but I almost feel like they should have had another heel make the run because 
Kenny's run was fucking, and I'm not one of these guys who fucking, you know, sucks Kenny Omega or whatever, pause. I, I'm not one of these guys who thinks he's the greatest <laughs> shit ever. I'm not one of those guys who thinks he's the greatest shit ever. I'm not, but I think he's awesome. And that run that he had, bro, you can't, come on, man. Kenny, he Kenny, Kenny became thumbs up in my eyes because of I mean, him. he was in AAA. He was in Impact. He fucking had yeah. four fucking belts. Belt he was defending every belt. Yeah. Like, come on, man. That motherfucker, man. And he had, like, five fucking injuries as he was doing this. Like, come on, man. Give that man his fucking flowers, bro. To what you just said, to what you kind of said was you would have respected maybe somebody who felt more of a transitional (laughs) champion. Somebody that you kind of felt would know they're not going to hang on to this for long. They might do a good job with it, but they might not hang on to it for long. That's kind of what you're feeling? I, I mean, I understand... You know, it was great for Hangman to be the one to beat at, um, Kenny because that just makes Hangman, Hangman, hand, I'll keep calling him Handman. <laughs> Hangman. <laughs> it just makes Hangman. Handman law, lawyer. Yeah. He's <laughs> Hangman lawyer. He's the one who dethroned Kenny, but it's like, it's almost like, damn, man, he had to follow that fucking run and he hasn't, I think like it was like, almost a month that he didn't even fucking wrestle when he won that fucking belt. Like, that's right. wild, bro. Like, What I think he Lesnar. is, what I think Hangman is, and this is quoting Stone Cold and The Undertaker, they were both saying they weren't the best champions. They're better chasing the belt, and I think that's exactly what Hangman is. I think yeah, Hangman's that's... a great guy to chase the belt, and then when he wins, it's like, whatever. Because think about it, like, Stone Cold's best storylines was when he was chasing the belt and the authority. You know, right. I think Hangman because he's a good character like that. That's his character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, to the to the Cody and uh to the Cody and uh, uh uh CM Punk thing briefly, um CM Punk the teasers helped. The teasers helped. You you needed that, and again because of the era we're in, it's about ticket sales. It's about ratings. Mm-hmm. You got to give a little breadcrumbs to fill the seats. Oh, with for the, sure. With and so with the expectation and the word of him coming, that helped. So I don't mind that one, quote unquote, being spoiled. The Cody one, I did. I I wouldn't have minded if he came out on Raw because because it's that old thing of yeah. Lou said it's that old WWE way. I look at it more in the storytelling aspect of. You get everybody in the building and, and on this amazing high and then disappointed. Disappointed because, oh, man, Cody didn't come up. And then just like how they did on Rampage, what's the first thing you hear? There's more than yeah. one royal family yeah. professional wrestling. But you know what's and, fucked out? And Raw, and let's be keep it real. Raw needed that kind of shot in the arm. You know what? Hey, Raw's been out? on a roll, and I'll say this: since Cody's gone in there, Raw, Raw's been on a roll. They have a countdown for when. Oh Cody yeah, they had a Cody countdown last night. Yeah, because he's drawing so much ratings. It just not just him though. Everything overall, besides the incident last night, obviously. Like for real, in my opinion, everything's been a home run over there on Raw SmackDown, which I would praise. Has been like I don't even watch it no more. I'm like Loki yeah. Butter. I can't watch Raw, but I can watch SmackDown. I mean, I don't know about a home run, but. It's definitely I, been on an uptake for sure. But I'm also it, one of the guys they're definitely like doing this, better. I like this whole Ezekiel thing. I'm one of them. No, I'm a fan of that shit. That's what I was I think it's say. funny. Like, like, like it would have been funny. Like, 
I know Kevin Owens was doing like the Stone Cold thing and WrestleMania, but imagine like imagine if Seth was sitting there waiting and they would have hit Kevin Owens music. It would have kind of been like, uh, you know, yeah. it's Kevin Owens really. But they probably would have had a fucking banger ass of a match. And then mm-hmm. by the end of the match, people would have been fucking cheering like crazy because they probably would have went crazy. Kevin Owens probably oh, would have yeah. been jumping over, jumping through shit and flying through tables. They probably would have had a crazy ass match. Jump so off then that star. <laughs> they would have kind of gotten over that whole, oh, Cody's not here. And then on Raw, you could have had the big fucking, you open the show with, there's more than one royal family. And then yeah. you would have got a crazy pop on Raw. So, I mean, I, either way, they would have, they, they, you know, they would have won. I think yep. at least. Yeah, so uh, you know, we're kind of coming up to close over here. What do you guys got? What do you guys got? What, what's something you want to see coming up in these next couple weeks? What's something? Let's what do we think is going to be the outcome? Reverting back to what do we think is going to be the outcome here? This whole Sasha Naomi thing. What do you truly think? Wrestling fan aside, or as personal, what do you truly think, in your opinion, is going to come from this? I'm real quick. It's wait and see. Okay, it's a fair answer to be honest. What about you, Lou? Honestly, I, I maybe Sasha and Naomi are not on SmackDown, and then they're just they'll be back like either Monday or next Friday. Like I really, honestly, I don't I don't think anything really earth shaking is gonna happen. They're probably just gonna take like a week off, and then they'll be back. They'll pop up backstage or something, and they'll hash it out because Sasha's just a fucking she's just a gigantic star, bro. You can't. As much as WWE wants to like fucking kind of probably put her in her place with that statement, because that's what that statement to me was like. That statement was like, listen, we can we can word this in a way where we'll get you right the fuck out of here. So be careful. But even with that, I I don't think they're stupid enough to let her go, because, bro, if they let her go and she works those 90 days and she pops up on dynamite, bro. That's going to be some shit. So I don't think they want that. Exactly. They're not dropping that 360 deal. That 360 deal in 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 Mercedes is too big. <laughs> yeah, they won't let her go. And to be honest, I think because I, I I Lou, my what you said is exactly what I was gonna say. So that's my answer. But she's one of them. They're gonna throw big money at to keep around, just to keep around. Like remember when Undertaker he signed he was gonna go to Starcast. But it was the same week as Double or Nothing. Vince was like, hell no. And now he's on. I think he signed like a 20-year deal. And pretty much everything has to get approved. He's doing some signings, but pretty much everything overall goes through them. Like that's what Sasha and Roman are going to get because they never want their big guy to go there. They won't. Just like how, you know, AEW probably didn't want Cody to go. They're probably not afraid, but... You know, obviously, unless WWE drops the ball on them, like, look what it's already doing for their product. Imagine what Roman, Sasha, Charlotte. With Charlotte, I, we, I think we all agree we'll see her there one day. You know, you don't want you don't want them going there. And I don't think fair. she's ever. That's fair I don't think she's ever. There. I don't think she's ever leaving. Charlotte, I don't think she's ever going to leave. No. I don't, I don't think, think so, might, bro. Well, she's getting married. She's going to be a lifer. Getting she's married. She's going to be a lifer. Month, I think this break, this break, honestly, I think it's going to be fantastic for her. Like, she's yep. going to go, she'll get married, she'll go on her honeymoon, she'll take selfies with Andrade, congratulations and all that. I think this break is going to be phenomenal for her. She'll come and back, she'll be refreshed. Back, she'll get legitimately cheered. I think she's just been too, like Cena, too around, too often, at up top. You need that What would break. be nice, what would be nice is if fucking WWE would bring up some more people from NXT to actually fucking fill out this roster. Get Nikita up, bring up Cora Jade, bring up fucking... 
Bro, why is Io Shirai still on NXT, bro? Yeah. Put her ass on SmackDown, bro. Get these girls hey, up out hey, of there. Hey, by the way, good for uh, Nikita Lyons. After her uh, big video went viral, Drake followed her on Instagram. She said, Oh, in the God. Video. Great. <laughs> yeah, champagne so Poppy. Yeah, Champagne. Hey, Drake might shoot a shot. The, hey, hey, Nick Khan. Nick Khan heard that Drake followed Nikita Lyons and said, Hey, give me Drake on the phone. We need, we need him for SummerSlam. Oh, man. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so what's I something you want to see, Dan? What do you want to see in the next coming weeks before we give it a wrap here? You the excited for Double door. or Nothing? The Forbidden Door. Yeah. That's really uh, yeah. I, I, the Forbidden Door is what I'm excited about. Get some Japanese talent over here in America uh, so more eyes can see some of the phenomenalness that New Japan has to offer. And that's really it. Double or Nothing, I'm just excited to see Hangman lose the strap, hopefully. Which the way things have been set up, it seems like that's going to happen. It seems yeah. like it's going to happen, and that's uh, to be honest with you, that's really it. I'm not really excited about much. Naomi, Sasha, it's wait and see, and yeah, I mean, really, that's that's it. There's not, excuse me, there's not much exciting going mm -hmm. around. Yeah, really, to be honest with you. Let's 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 see M Punk beat fucking uh, Adam Page and then put that shit right on NJF. Yep. Yep. Not even but, uh, I, I, not even a month later. Give him three weeks we, with that belt and take that shit right off of him. Before we roll, though, I'm throwing it out there on the podcast because maybe we could do this next week. Maybe we could do something else. But I want to have a discussion in the future because in my head, I've been thinking about this. I was going to throw this up on a TikTok, but I know WWE TikTok would have a fucking fit if people shared my videos. Gotcha Shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody also who got me up to a thousand so I could start going live on there soon. But um, I, I, I need to have this discussion with our minds here about the real world championship titles out there. Because, I, and I say that because I personally don't view the WWE's title as, I look at it as WWE championship and universal as what they call them. Because that they're their own standalone universe. They're their own world. Mm -hmm. I not because I love AEW. I view AEW's more as a real world championship because because their talent has actually worked in other places. We just talked about Kenny Omega. So I don't want to go too deep. Yeah. Dropping a little seasoning. Because we got to talk about NWA's title, which used to be the real world championship. We got to talk about New Japan's. We got to talk about all these other places and promotions that are known that have championships. And which is the true world championship out there. So a little breadcrumb for y'all listeners for the next episode or coming episode in the future. You can find me at the Starfire Podcast on all platforms. Especially when you're on YouTube, make sure you're looking for the round black and white logo. We are the real starting five. There are other fakes out there. <laughs> you can go support them too because this space is big enough. But make sure you come to the real authors of the starting five first. All right, where can Thanks they find you, Lou? You know me, Lou from the BX, everythingpodcast.com. You can check me out there. You can, uh, I'm sorry, everythingpodcastshow.com. 
Um, and on Instagram, usually I'm most active. You could check me out there on the Everything Podcast because I'm the one who has that original name, the Everything Podcast on Instagram. You fucking perpetrating motherfuckers out there who have like 20 pages that with one fucking post. I don't understand these people. Yo, it's like the pandemic hit and everybody was like, well, I'll just start a podcast. And oh, everybody, podcast. I like, yo, I like everybody. That name. I like that name, the Everything Podcast. I'll use it. I actually got real quick before because I know we're going to finish up here. I got into a beef with a guy who was using the Everything Podcast. So I hit him up. Like I went into his um, Instagram page and I started posting in all his pictures that he posted a little smiley face with a wave emoji. So that they would see like the everything podcast yeah. but like my face. So he DM me. He's like, "Hey, bro, I, I see you. You hitting me up? Like, what's going on?" And I'm like, "Bro, you don't you don't see uh, what's what's up with you, bro? You don't see uh, the everything podcast already exists?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, we." Because I told him, I said, "When I before I started my podcast, I went on Google." And I searched, and then I went on Safari, and I searched, and I didn't see anything active for the Everything Podcast, and that's how I chose my show. So he responded to me. He goes, oh, yeah, we did the same thing, and we didn't see anything. I was like, word? For real? I could type <laughs> in the Everything Podcast right now on Google, and you're going to see all my shit. As a matter of fact, the first thing that pops up is Lou from the BX. So how are you going to tell me? So anyway, the Everything Podcast on Instagram. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> well, and the the everything podcast show.com. That's where you find all my shit. Well, you can find me. I follow the name and I don't have podcast beef yet. Well, I you dare, have to tell I dare that someone that, to step up. I, oh. dare, I, I you need to tell it, and that is Nick Anaselli. Because yeah, Anaselli, they're not I'll seeing us on video just yeah. yet. So yeah, Nick, yeah, I'll like spell it out for y'all. Nick A N N I C E L L I. Now rewind that because I ain't doing it again. You're going to be but sleeping also, with the fishes. Yep. <laughs> but also, you can follow us on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash, because that wrestling is trash, what's taken on Twitter. So I do got beef with someone out there, and I'm going to find them. And you can you find go. us on Instagram <laughs> at Wrestling is Trash, and our Facebook page, Wrestling is Trash, a little fan page for you. We'll be getting going more and more on other things. But just once again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We hope you have a great day, and we'll be seeing you next week. Peace. Be careful. He Peace. got government clearance. <laughs>